The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome, heroes, to Crit Academy Unearth Tips and Tricks. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next D&D adventure. Yeah, yeah. I am super excited to talk about our monster variant today, the Spitfire Tarot. Just by listening to that, what does that sound like to you? Well, I'd say it's in that shoots well, fire. It's a, a, a fairly astute observation. For the origin, you're going to start with the, um, the the red dragon wormling. You're going to lose a few uh, obvious features. Uh, you can read about it in the blog. Um, but I want to focus on the, the changes that we're giving it. We're going to give it flyby. Oh, P-T-E-R-O. Yeah, tarot, like a pterodactyl. I was, I was thinking tarot deck. So, like so you basically, pull a card and it blows you up. So basically, you, you made Rodan from Godzilla. Got it. <laughs> Rodan. <laughs> oh my god, yes I did. <laughs> Especially Fire Rodan. Yeah, that is totally my bad. Uh, anyways, so uh, the big change though from the dragon is we're going to lower its intelligence to like a three. three. It's not smart, it's just bestial, right? So we're going to replace the dragon's breath with Spitfire Blast. Fireball Flame on command? Yes. It's not a cube, it's not a line effect, it literally shoots Balls of flame that streak to a point and explode within 150 feet. Boom! In a tw- one, oh, 10 uh, foot radius. Oh, okay. It's not 20 foot. It's a little smaller. I thought it was good for 150 feet. I was like, that's a that's a big fucking radius. No, no, no. That's a distance. <laughs> they can shoot it. Um, and of course, then it just basically can bombard these these little tiny balls of fire uh, at its target. It spits fireballs. No, it does recharge in a five or a six. Yeah, so it's not like. They, they, depending on a roll, they probably could do it every turn, right? In theory. Um, but the goal of this is one of the limitations to most of the dragon breaths is what? Uh, let's see here. Damage, range, area yeah. of effect. This gives them a way to specifically target an area to optimize um, oh, yeah. in an easier uh, capacity. Because I think Fireball is a much easier targeting system than Cone Effects. Yeah. Right? Or even a line. A line can get tricky sometimes. Yeah. That's why most people tend to take fireball over lightning. So this specific yes. ability is, fuck that guy in particular. <laughs> and then all of the people standing around him. Yeah. A uh, arrow may have your name on that, but a fireball says to whom it may concern. Yes. And this includes <laughs> the party. <laughs> to whom it may concern and the rest of your party. Um, And of course, we want to give it a, a, a reaction. So... I'm reading uh, to my son the Aragon series, and there's a very annoying-ass monster that they fight that screeches and messes up your mind. So we're going to give this thing a reaction screech. When the creature hits the tarot with an attack, 
The tarot can use its reaction to release a screeching shriek. Creatures in 120 foot, uh, uh, within 120 feet must succeed a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or subtract 1d4 from their next attack oh. roll or saving throw or ability check. Uh, that can hurt. It's brutal. And it's a reaction, so you know what? Every time they attack. Not every time. You only get one reaction per turn, don't you? Yes. Yes, damn it. You know what I mean. So, <laughs> so maybe we have to do a legendary action, maybe? No, reaction's fine. <laughs> maybe Sorry. I need to give it the tunnel fighter. You can take as many reactions as you want. Anyway, the point is that every time it attacks, somebody's going to be penalized by a screeching, annoying attack. Yeah. And that's what I think of when I think pterodactyl. Brandon, can you do a pterodactyl for us? No. Because when you were a kid, you were just the master of dinosaur noises. And then I hit puberty. You hit puberty? Look at my fucking face. Oh, I just thought you drew that out. <laughs> yeah, I took a marker and put on my beard. Uh, anyways, what do you guys think about this monster? <laughs> it's fun. Stuff from above. I think I would like to use this against my players. Thank because you. they're they're on their way to a fire temple to retrieve an artifact. So I'm looking for fire-based monsters. And well, this would work really well. That's a good well. way to do it. Oh. Yep. All right, that'll do it for our monster. Brandon, would you like to tell us about our encounter? Our encounter is called Little Playthings. <laughs> An elder entity from beyond space and time has been watching our adventurers for quite some time and finds their actions of chaotic heroics highly amusing. <laughs> so I'm much so. At you, boozy. So much so, it decides to kidnap them and have them run through a dungeon of terror and geometric madness for its entertainment, promising three wishes to the victor. Victor, singular. What the fuck? <laughs> Actually, this sounds familiar. Oh, yeah? Was this in Star Trek? I have no idea. What on earth makes you think I watched Star Trek? Because you're a nerd? Because you're a nerd. I've seen the movies. Never watched the show. It came from where? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's that's great. We got a awesome encounter from the Void. Thanks, Void. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it is obviously designed to do what? Actually, it probably was inspired by your PvP match. Very well, it could be. Um, because that's kind of what happens to them. You make them sign contracts from these powerful DDs that are like, hey, why don't you guys participate in a thing for me? I got money on you. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, or I've got 20,000 souls, I mean, um, coins on you. This flying topic gets 10,000 miles per the soul. The what? Gallon. <laughs> that, that would be a morality strike, like right in the hearts, if you said something like that. And it's... Not gold pieces, it's souls. That means you got 20,000... 000... <laughs> People watching you saying, please win, please win. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Well, that and it also creates inner party conflict. Which is an awesome podcast. If you've not seen oh that, you God. should totally go check it out. <laughs> While they've end their run, they've got 200 episodes of awesome. Our match on today is The Grinder. Oh, The Grinder. It's different than Grinder. Yeah. We had an extensive... Uh... Is this a gay hammer? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It is a light hammer. Requires attunement. And, first off, you gain your basic plus one to attack and damage. Go off to a good start already. But wait! There's more. <laughs> As an action, you can hurl the weapon up to 60 feet to a point that you can see. When it reaches that point, the weapon releases a thunderous roar. And each creature in the 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a con saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 48 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from the weapon. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. Immediately after the, the attack, the weapon flies back to your hand. Question. 
Yeah. So why is this called? Why is this called the grinder? Because it grinds your enemies to dust. Their mule near means the grinder. You're shitting me, really? You're not. And I couldn't call it Mjolnir. I mean, it's fair use at this point. That's true. (laughs) Mjolnir translates to grinder. According to my research, which is all of five seconds on Google. So that may or may not be accurate. That's that's, that's like every Republican ever. (laughs) So uh, That's just a joke. I would say that uh, this doesn't do lightning. Nope, thunder. Which is a, um, a more accurate version of Mjolnir because Thor is the god of thunder, not fucking lightning, people. But you know what he fights with? Lightning. Lightning. Which makes thunder. I don't <laughs> give a damn. I made a better Mjolnir. Yeah. I don't care what anybody else says. Also, that, there's like, not enough magical light hammers. You're welcome. That's like saying you can get it's your true. car to go without gas. <laughs> so would you make a rare item? Um, What's a plus one? Technically, I think it follows under rare. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yes, a plus one is uncommon, but you add an effect to it. So yeah, yeah and well, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's equivalent to like a, a second level spell, I think. So. And the other thing too is there's as written, unless I miss something, there's no limit to how many times you can use it. So, uh, well, that's certainly <laughs> just uh, to break poorly, as a weapon. <laughs> poorly written. So, <laughs> so, so very rare then. Uh, I would say that's very rare. <laughs> like my steak. It's supposed to be once per day, and I totally just forgot to write that. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> what is, did did you just literally copy and paste a, a Wikipedia thing from Mjolnir? Uh, yes, you did. Finally, another but, proposal connects Old Norse Mjolnir to Old Norse Mala, meaning to grind. <laughs> Giggity. Yielding <The> Mjolnir <laughs> is meaning the grinder. There we go. It's like, I knew I read it somewhere. All right. So uh, huh. thank you for that, darling. Uh, I always love it when you prove me right, since you spend most of our lives proving me wrong. <laughs> That's a good change. <laughs> Burn. All right. That'll bitch, uh, do it for our magic item, uh, the not the Mjolnir. <laughs> the grinder. <laughs> The newest interactive theatrical adventure experience is here, you guys. The 20-Sided Tavern. Inspired by Dungeons, Dragons, and so much more, it's a unique journey that's never the same twice. This is because they have a unique audience participation and interaction. Through the use of your phone, during the show, you can make choices, compete in games, solve riddles and puzzles, and help determine the outcome. This means that it's different ending every time. I just finished watching this, and I have to say I was super impressed. It's going to be something that every role player is going to want to see. Make sure to check out the 20-Sided Tavern. Grab your adventuring party and check out the 20-Sided Tavern, now playing through January 15th at Broadway Playhouse. Visit broadwayinchicago.com and get your tickets today. Our dungeon master tip is a simple touch of intrigue. Intriguing. Now this comes. Uh, this is a, a summary out of the Dragon Magazine, uh, four four hundred one. Um, if you're integrating a bit of intrigue into your game, uh, a tournament can be the perfect place to do it. And the banquet portion of the event can be turned into either a skill challenge or a group challenge for uncovering secrets, winning allies, and gaining clues. And can easily role play that too. 
yeah, that's the you could roleplay it out too, which is yeah, a group challenge, roleplay challenge, right? Um, if the uh, it can also be an excellent way to introduce threats that impact the adventures at a later time. Yep. If they fail, they may have offended some important characters who can cause trouble for them later on. Now, this is a great chance for social uh, characters to really shine. Um, and sneaky ones to, you know, sit back and observe, search through secret tents, documents, um, or the nobles, uh, while they are normal residents are kind of, uh, occupied, right? Cause everyone's at this gala or whatever. So if you're using the entire tournament as kind of an overarching challenge, um, and the adventurers could gain access during the banquet with skills such as persuasion, history, and deception. So this is a great opportunity to use those different skills to even influence the tournament where people have gathered from all over the world, right? Yep. Because that gives you more option to learn, to make allies, and make enemies. Because usually when you think tournament, you think the players are going to take part in the tournament. Usually, but that's yes. not what this is really about. No. Huh. Um, it's kind of a, a behind the scenes. The tournament is just the stage, right? That's driving the story. And I think you can have a lot of fun if the tournament takes days or weeks where you're interacting with, oh, I slipped this guy some money to take the fall on purpose. <laughs> so somebody else rises <laughs> up the ranks just so they can try to kill somebody. Yep. What do you guys think? Give uh, your sneaky players a chance to sneak. poison some of the fighters. Oh, weaken them. It's like weaken them, or one of them's just like, I got the shits, I can't fight. <laughs> Where's he at? The latrine. He was there three hours ago, he never came out. And then they find him dead because he shit himself to death. <laughs> Sit there with his pants, his ankles all. <laughs> Bunch of hands crawls out of the toilet and just like strangled him. Uh, you got anything, Ian? <laughs> There's definitely a lot of opportunity to this because there are more determinants than just a combat, and that dives into this. And that's an aspect you don't often see that's up, played out in games. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And the other aspect, too, is it give. Let's say there's some party members who do participate in the tournament, like your fighters, your barbarians, your paladins. This gives the non martial characters something to do. Yeah, I like that. Um, a really good thing that comes to mind when I uh, read this was uh, A Knight's Tale. Yep. Right? Because while the interesting parts are the the action scenes are all in the uh, the jousting arena or whatever, yep. the most interesting parts are the things that are happening between the different fighters and the their support, you know, entourage and stuff behind the <laughs> It's like the, the entirety of Dragon Game of Thrones. Yep. What are you doing? Losing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to lose gracefully, thank you very much, in a flourish of my hands and a wave of my caboose. <laughs> That's the bard. Yep. Which is a fancy way of saying you're going to get your butt kicked. <laughs> yes, yes, that is what is going to happen. All right, so that'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip. A simple touch of intrigue can make even a tournament fun and engaging. Our player tip of the podcast is don't be a dick. And you can avoid dickitude by having given a good fame job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Friend, the friends is a useful spell in any combat situation. Did you know that? <laughs> Until it wears off. Yeah. A minute later. It doesn't even have to wear off. 
Anyways, it gives oh. the caster advantage on charisma checks against one creature with no saving throw. Yep. However, it's balanced by causing the target to become hostile to the caster as soon as it's cast. Yeah. With the sky self. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> a creature can avoid these consequences completely. Yep. At worst, the caster can get <laughs> advantage on charisma checks with no downside as the creature turns aggressive towards a non-existent person. At best, the player can use the disguise kit to impersonate another person, then use the uh, use this to frame another character, turn into the NPCs hostile towards them, mm -hmm. and then just change their clothes. Oh, that's great. Ooh. Use the disguise <laughs> to turn into somebody you hate. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my god. And make yes. that person hate them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I said fame job earlier. It's actually a frame job. Frame job. <laughs> Which makes more sense. Yes. Um, typo. So, yeah. So that's one of the downsides of friends is they know you were messing with magic against them, too. Yep. Um, anybody that's read the Mistborn series, there's a character who can influence emotions. And he just does it all the time. Yep. No matter what. To the point that he doesn't even, half the time doesn't realize he's doing it. Yep. And that would be a great kind of way to run this sort of character. Do you remember the character's name? No, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, it's a cantrip. You can use it indefinitely. There's no saving throw. You just get, take a minute, go for a strut. If you're a master of illusionary magic, this becomes simple. You, you can definitely leverage this in lots of ways in the party's favor. And I think it gets <laughs> overlooked because of its... Drawback. Drawback. Yes. That'll do it for our player tip. Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. <laughs> and you can avoid dickitude by Framing mastering people. a good... Giving a good frame job. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. And now, a special <laughs> bonus. We are going to torture our mouths now and our asses later for your entertainment. You are. <laughs> Uh, you don't get Ass Blaster 9000 eating this stuff? Goldville versus Carolina Reaper? Yeah, 1.2 1. million. 1.2? I don't want... Brandon went to public school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trinidad Square Pimpers can range in heat, many of them measuring in at around 300,000 Scoville heat units. Of course. On Scoville scale. Jet. This would make an average Trinidad Scorpion Pepper the same level heat as a Habanero Pepper. What? This comes from ChiliPepperMadness.com. Dude, all right, so these, these are, peppers uh, look like nightmares. All right, so we were given a generous gift from one of our patrons and one of our dedicated... The Kuntas. One of our dedicated uh, uh, followers, uh, Rachel and uh, Charles Kuntz. He's about to, to Dude, torture my mouth Dude, the scorpion pepper is the second hottest pepper in the world. What's the first? The Carolina Reaper. Oh, really? All right, so we're going to all eat this at the same time. How much are we putting on this thing? Like, am I... I put like a I put like a pool. Not much as you did yeah, that one you time. you ate the entire one chip challenge like it wasn't anything. You're like, oh, no, he did. He was nearly dying. No, I mean like... he didn't like munch on it. He just went Ugh, the whole thing. Uh, so what's the name of the sauce? Sauce we got boss here? gang garlic scorpion la hafa. They don't even the the what? La hafa. <laughs> that's that's how you pronounce hot when you got the or shake la hafa. 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 Hafa sounds right. Yep. So I don't know where he got this killing, but if we die today, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we've had worse. That one blueberry sauce. That, that was Reaper. That had Car Carolina Reaper. That was hot. I gotta get it on my chip. Okay, here. Let me hold that. All right. Oh my God, it smells. It's it, at first it smelled good, but now it's. 
Oh, still smells good. Okay. Sit right there. Are you guys that ready? stuff. No. We're going to do it on... Oh, man. On three. Okay, you ready? Yep. One, two, three. That was immediate. That's hot. That's hot. That's good flavor. <laughs> I'm Brandon doesn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. Then why am I laughing? It's burning my nostrils. Why am I pissing? <laughs> Give him chips. Give him chips. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my eyes are watering. Oh, shut up! Stop laughing! I can't help it! <laughs> Fucking aliens! Why do we do this? Because we like our fans. <laughs> what the fuck, Charles? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. It feels like I've hung it Make sure you wash your hands and don't touch your dick. I mean, I had blazing hot wings last Wednesday, so. Um, alright. So, I feel like my insides are dying. Oh, but it does taste really good. <laughs> my eyes are watering. Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> my pits are moist. Woo! But it tastes delicious. Like, it's hot, but it tastes good. <laughs> what do you think, Ian? That does taste pretty good. It definitely has a decent amount of heat to it. If you enjoy the show and you want to support us, please don't send us hot sauce no no please do please, please do send us more it's two to two to one send us more <laughs> fuck you guys i like the hot sauce my face doesn't but i do uh my problem isn't the mouth it's the the, the, it's the, the burn burning that comes out of my exit hole or that one time the vomiting if you'd like to support the show you can head on over to craighemi.com um check out some of our content we just released extraordinary player options um which is a collection of <sighs> The four uh, options from extra- the player options from Extraordinary Expeditions, plus our Warlord and our uh... Oh, shit. What was the other one that was in there? I can't think right now. I don't know. Elemental <laughs> Blade, which is pretty uh, popular. How the Apparently, if you want to mail us hot sauce or other gifts, Woo! visit uh, use PO Box six nine four Bertrand, Michigan four eight four one five. I hate you. <laughs> it's not fair. No. That'll do it for our show today. Uh, I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. I'm your co-host, Brandon. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you Keep your blades sharp and smell prepared, heroes. heroes.